Hello, everyone. Welcome back to High School Musical Fancast, Capes and Japes. <laughs> I like how you went from me saying High School Musical is probably about I, high school musical is about podcasters, right? To this being a high school musical fan cast. Yes. Uh, we, this is a fan cast of High School Musical, a film franchise which is about podcasters. We're doing a podcast about the movie, about podcasting, because that's definitely what it's about, for sure. For sure, no for sure, for sure. No questions, please. Uh, Zach Efron famously had his older brother teach him about podcasting in preparation for this film. Yes, we all know this. We all know this. I we actually, all know this. I actually don't know if it's widely known that Zach Efron's older brother taught him about basketball for High School Musical. Some things I only know because my dad worked with Zach Efron's dad. Anyway. <laughs> We're getting some deep cuts in <laughs> Zac Efron lore and Briar lore. Oh, he was local. He uh, went to a high school that's not that far away from me. Wow, I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure you've told me this before. Probably. Um, I would also not just... be surprised if I've mentioned it on the podcast before. It is unsurprisingly my closest brush with quote unquote fame. <laughs> I went to a barbecue once with Zac Efron's dad, where a tween girl asked him about if Zac Efron can really sing, and his dad's response was, well, he's no Taylor Swift. Wow! <laughs> Which, fair. Nobody else is Taylor Swift, except for I Taylor mean, Swift. That, that, is, that is a fact. Damn. A little brutal, though. Also, I, I like... Taylor Swift wouldn't... Taylor Swift has a nice voice. Taylor Swift wouldn't be my go-to for people who can really sing, you know? I, I feel like this tween girl had brought up Taylor Swift somewhere earlier in the conversation. I just okay. have forgotten where, if that, like, the, the specifics of that. That would make sense. Yeah. But I always find it funny. <laughs> Just, if my dad were asked about if I could sing, and he was like, well, they're no Taylor Swift, I would take that, honestly. Once I asked a roommate in college if, like, I was like, I trust you to be honest with me. Can I sing, or am I annoying every time I sing in the car? And she was like, mm, you'd probably make it to, like, the second round of American Idol. And I'm like, I'll take it, I'll take it, thank you. <laughs> You know what? That's fair. You know, honest, but not the worst thing someone could say. I would also take that. Like, you're good enough to make it to the second round of American Idol, and you're definitely not bad enough to only get on American Idol to be laughed at. Yeah, you know, I think, it, I it's think good. I'd be happy with that. Yeah, yeah, I would be happy to make it to the second round of American Idol. I would be surprised to make it to the second round of American <laughs> Idol. Uh, uh, uh. Gosh. Okay. Um. Anyways, comic books. Yeah. <laughs> I I apologize for the energy. Brain is weird. So who knows how today will go? You know, brains brains and life are full of surprises. Um. Anyways, we have another DC character to talk about. Um. Who. I've been meaning to talk about for a while and keep forgetting, and I was like, this will be kind of a weird uh, change of pace from our past couple ones, but it actually, turns out, is not a super weird change of pace from last week. Um, we are going to talk about the Red Tornado, our uh, robot friend. Our, our, good, our good android pal. Our good old android pal. So, uh... The Red Tornado, the android who people are familiar with, uh, is actually not the first character um, known as the Red Tornado. In the Golden Age, um, in a, a comic called Scribbly the Boy Cartoonist, 
I'm sorry, um, what? Scribbly, the boy cartoonist. Um, okay. It's a com- yeah, it's a comic book about <laughs> a... Uh, Is it a, 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 boy, a boy cartoonist named Gribbly? Scribbly. Is that his first name or his, his last name? Yes, his first name. His name is Scribbly Gibbet. Oh, okay. And he's a boy cartoonist. Okay. Um, I cannot imagine putting that onto a birth certificate. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was, it was like a late 30s comic book. Not a superhero comic. Um, I would be concerned. <laughs> the, cartoon, weird... the cartoon is his power. Yes. It's, it's like Chalk Zone. Fuck, I love Chalk Zone. It's Caves and Japes episode about Chalk Zone. <laughs> Chalk Zone was very formative to me personally. I'm not surprised. Okay, yeah, no. God, I love Chalk Zone, though. God, I love Chalk Zone. Anyways, um, Scribbly the Boy Cartoonist was not about Chalk Zone. It was mostly about a boy cartoonist just, like, in, you know, the normal world doing, uh, having wacky hijinks related to his desire to be a, like, famous cartoonist. Um, but there was a character in this comic who was, uh... Scribbly's I have to keep saying his name uh Scribbly's family's neighbor um named uh Ma Hunkle uh who was like an older woman um who worked out who <laughs> yeah totally exactly. buff extremely like buff older woman is Hunkle um, she um <laughs> she was my sc- of- this is my scribbly reboot uh ma hunkle is buff now ma hunkle is buff i mean i think realistically she probably was because <laughs> ma hunkle uh at some point during the scribbly comic um decided to um start fighting criminals um Okay, Ma Hunkle. Yeah, she uh takes on the um the superhero identity of the Red Tornado. Um and she goes around in basically like long johns uh and a cape and gloves with a cooking pot on her head to hide her identity. Um, this is very Captain Underpants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Um, so this was like introduced into Scribbly, um, at kind of you know the the height of this sort of golden age superhero rush. Um, I like how Scribbly, just... the boy comics writers, were like, "We need to make this superhero comic money." Yeah. But we can't make Scribbly do it. We need... Scribbly's not gonna do it. Scribbly's um, not gonna do it. He's a cartoonist. But what yeah. if his next door neighbor, Malhunkle, yeah. um, starts punching people in the face? Maybe Scribbly yeah. can draw her adventures. Um. So it was mostly intended as, like, a, a, a goof. You know, like as a spoof of like really, yeah, yeah. No, no it was a very serious and gritty story about a woman with a cooking pot on her an head. old woman with a cooking pot on her head. Um, and, Could you imagine uh, Frank Miller writing the Huckle's Red Tornado miniseries? Oh my god! I... <laughs> Yeah, Gritty Reboot, written by Frank Miller. Also, she's buff as hell. Hell um, yeah. She used to be a professional wrestler. Her um, her name was The Hunkler. That's pretty, that's, I don't know why her name wasn't Red Tornado, but that's pretty good. Well, if her name was Red Tornado, then everybody would know that it was her and it would compromise her superhero okay. identity. Okay, I see. She I had understand. to pick something different. 
Okay, I got got it. Um, anyways, um, so this was, you know, goofs and jokes, like a kind of a a spoof of like the popularity of superhero comics at the times. Um, she had like various like wacky hijinks going on in in the background of Scribbly's adventures. At one point, I think she gets, um, she, like, there's, like, a a joke where she, like, goes to try to, like, join the JSA, or, like, the JSA invites her to join, and then she, uh, you know, gets into hijinks, and she, like, doesn't make it there in time for her, you know, like, membership application or interview or whatever, and they're like, oh, well... I guess we'll just make the Red Tornado an honorary member of the JSA. Because they they have no idea who the Red Tornado is or even, like, what this person's gender is because <laughs> they're completely covered and they have a cooking pot over their head. Um, so they're like, well, whoever the Red Tornado is, I guess they'll be an honorary member of the JSA. And if they ever decide to come join, we can talk to them then. Um, so that's, that's the fun, that's the fun little backstory. Um, in, uh, the 60s, um, there is a, uh, supervillain named, uh, uh, Thomas Oscar Morrow, T.O. Morrow, Tomorrow, um, who is a, uh, he's a scientist and inventor who is, like, first introduced in The Flash, um, who, uh, comes up with this scheme to, uh, distract the JSA so that, uh, he can commit a robbery. So he, I think it's, so he originally showed up on, like, the the main Earth, and then at one point during his, like, fight with the Flash, he got sent to Earth 2, where the JSA is, um, and then he was doing crimes over there, uh, presumably trying to make his way back to Earth 1, but as part of his crimes and schemes, um, he builds this, uh, android um he builds this cool red android with uh cool wind powers uh and he sends the android to go uh join the jsa and provides it programs it with ma hunkle's memories unclear how he got those um and also, I don't, maybe at some point the JSA found out. I don't know. Anyways, sends this android to the JSA to be like, it's me, the Red Tornado. Um, and the JSA like, oh, are, are you? And he's like, yeah, I remember all this stuff that the Red Tornado did. And they're like, oh, well, I mean, I guess this is the Red Tornado. Like, we never saw their face. They were wearing that cooking pot. Um... <laughs> Uh, cool, I guess. Welcome to the team, Red Tornado. Um, and, uh, the plan, basically, T.O. Morrow's plan is, uh, the Red Tornado joins the JSA, but is, uh, programmed to, like, make a bunch of, like, extremely inconvenient mistakes, basically, um, so that He'll slow the JSA down and distract them and prevent them from, uh, stopping T.O. Morrow from doing all of his, uh, crimes and plans and schemes. Um, so they, uh, at first this, you know, goes, uh, according to plan. Um, but at some point during this, the, uh, Red Tornado, um, 
kind like basically re kind of gains his own like uh conscience where he uh well initially he distracts the JSA uh you know puts them out of commission um and uh Tio Morrow goes like woohoo thanks and like goes to <laughs> back to Earth 1 to fight the Justice League and then uh Red Tornado ends up following him there uh deciding that he doesn't actually want to do what he was programmed to do uh and helps the Justice League stop Tio Morrow. I hate how many times I have to say stupid name. I hate comics. Um it's not it's far from the stupidest name in comics, but <laughs> comics are a curse. Um and then he goes back to Earth 2 and uh joins the JSA properly, um, which is where he's mostly around for um a while. There's like a few um kind like JSA, JLA like crossovers where he shows up. Um on a few occasions he travels like back and forth between the Earths, like, by himself, either to, like, ask the Justice League to come to Earth 2 to help them with something, or to, like, warn the Justice League about something that's, like, coming to Earth 1. Um, he, uh, helps them, uh, like, the JSA and the JLA, like, travel through dimensions to, like, rescue the Seven Soldiers of Victory. Um, seemingly dies, but, uh, comes back, obviously. <laughs> um, he has, like, a, uh, he ends up back on Earth 1, um, and, uh, joins the Justice League, or I don't know if he's, like, officially a member of the Justice League, or if he's just kind of, like, helps the Justice League out on some occasions. But he, uh, travels with the Justice League. He gets every, like, summary I found went out of its way to mention that, uh, he gets blown up a lot. They're like, yeah, most of the adventures that the Red Tornado goes on with the Justice League end in him either being damaged or destroyed. And I'm like, why? Why? Be nice to him. He's just, he's just trying his best. He's doing his best. He just wants to help the Justice League. He, uh, gets himself a, uh, a nemesis in the form of a, uh, like a radiation-based villain named Construct. Um, he, uh, also starts, uh, like, establishing a kind of civilian identity. Um, he starts going by the name John Smith. Um, he, uh, becomes a teacher. He strikes up a romance with a woman named Kathy Sutton. Um, sort of, like, embracing his, discovering and embracing his humanity. You know, classic android tropes. Oh, for um, sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, also, I do want to say, I just have to throw this out there. Um, Tio Morrow gave him Ma Hunkle's memories. I don't think he made him think that he, like, was Ma Hunkle, but it's close enough that I am willing to, uh, commit to Red Tornado transgender android confirmed. <laughs> Transdroid. Hell yeah. Um,. He, uh, also adopts a daughter, um, who is an orphan named, uh, Treya, who's from one of the, <laughs> one of the fictional DC countries. I think it's Bialia. Um, he and Kathy, um, end up getting married and they, uh, raise her together. Um, 
which is cute. She knows um, that he's an android, right? Yes, he does. Yes, yes. Okay. Every, everyone is aware. Okay. I'm just like, I don't... This feels like one of those things that it's like comics would go really hard for. Like, I can't let my wife know that I'm made of metal. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't... I know later on he gets like, um, I think Cyborg helps give him like more kind of like shape shifting or like form altering ability where he can like just make himself look human on a whim. I don't know if he's doing this if he looks like a big red metal man or if he has some kind of like disguise on. Wait. But his so family does know. When when he's doing his, like, I am making a civilian name and I am going to live a civilian life. He still looks like the Red Tornado? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't find Do any you, you think everybody's like, of it. He, sure. John Smith? Yeah, go for it, buddy. You he's like, know? He's like, I'm blending in so well. I and like, am. You sure are. We're all very proud of you. <laughs> Somebody's um, like, is nobody going to mention? And everybody's like, shh, shh, he's fine. Listen, be nice to him. Um, he's doing his best. In uh, 1981, they introduce this. Um, they basically retcon in this kind of backstory where um, they... This was a character that had already been introduced, I think, in Strange Adventures. Um, but they established there's, like, this, uh, as, uh, on Ran, the planet where Adam Strange, uh, has his Strange Adventures, um, there's this sentient tornado being called Ulthoon, um, that Adam Strange fought at one point that ended up splitting into like the good and evil halves of its personality where the evil half was called the tornado tyrant and the good half was called the tornado champion um so the stuff about Ulthun and Adam Strange fighting Ulthun happened in like the 60s I think the stuff about the tornado splitting into two different beings was established later <laughs> Um, they're like, this is the same guy, actually. Yes. Um, so, uh, the Tornado Champion, um, decides to, you know, pursue fighting for good and being a hero and travels to Earth and happens to come to Earth at the time when, uh, T.O. Morrow is building this tornado-themed robot. And goes like, oh, perfect. I'm going to inhabit this tornado-themed robot. <laughs> um, and inhabits the tornado-themed robot. So Red Tornado discovers this, that he is, in fact, a aspect manifestation of this sentient tornado. Um, and is, like, is mostly happy to learn this because he's like oh i do have an identity outside of just like what i was programmed to do um but imagine like having the memories of ma hunkle and breaking free from those and being like i am my own android and then oh nope i am a tornado elemental apparently from a different planet cool 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 love all of this <laughs> really going through some real ups and downs in regards to uh this android's identity um also while he is um he's on the justice league he becomes very good friends with uh firestorm who's another justice league member who has his own weird stuff going on that we should probably talk about um i do like firestorm and, yeah um firestorm i think is the first one to kind of discover this uh fact about the tornado tyrant and the tornado champion 
<laughs> and all of the various tornado lore. Um, and then after this crisis on infinite earths happens, um, <laughs> as we all know, um, he, uh, helps, uh, fight the, I, there's something where it's like the, like, anti-monitor, like, installs a part of himself in the red tornado, uh, somehow, um, just, you know, it, it, it crisis stuff. You know, crisis yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then post-crisis, they, uh, re-retcon his origin, um, where instead of being, um, like, uh, the spirit of the tornado champion, um, his android body basically houses an air elemental um that is you know like a a guardian has air powers and is a guardian of earth and uh the elements and the environment um in the same way that swamp thing is an earth elemental um so despite the fact that uh one of them is a uh a big red android and one of them is a man made of plants and roots and mud and stuff um red tornado and swamp thing are kind of the same situation somehow um i also i don't know if we we fully described his his air powers i mean it's pretty he, he air bends like he has air powers like there's <laughs> not a lot more that you can do with that <laughs> Yeah, he has air powers. You know, he makes, uh, he's also, like, he's stronger than a, a normal human, um. Because he is a robot. Yeah, because he is a robot. Like, you take um, all the powers of a robot, and you take all the powers of a tornado, and you put them in one guy. Yeah, one red guy. Um. He's got a little cape. We love him. We love him. We love to see him. Um. So, yes, they, they establish that he is, uh, in fact, a, an air elemental, um, I think Firestorm also turns out to be a fire elemental, um. Isn't Firestorm the one that's two guys? Yeah, Firestorm is two guys. Okay, how does he turn into a fire elemental? He's two guys! He's, he's got, there's a lot, he's got a lot going on. (laughs) Um, to be fair, I have not seen a lot of firestorms since Crisis and, uh, you know, Justice League stuff. <laughs> I was just like, why? why? He's just two guys. Just Let him just be guys. two guys. Sometimes you just need two guys. Um, not even there's... in a sexy way. Just <laughs> No. I don't even ship these two guys. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very interesting when two guys become one guy who has a completely different personality. Like, where does it, the one guy end? Yes. And it, the other two is, guys start? It is obviously... I also don't know a whole lot about Firestorm, but it is conceptually extremely compelling to me. <laughs> we need to do um, an episode about Firestorm. Yeah, we do. Um, So... There's this whole storyline where, like, Red Tornado starts having a, uh, like, kind of going haywire because of air pollution. Um, because he's an air elemental now. Um, also, it sticks in his filters. (laughs) Yeah, and that's no good. He starts, like, like, fighting Firestorm and Swamp Thing. Um, and they, um,. They calm him down, and Firestorm helps to, like, build him a new body, but then the new body also starts going haywire. Because we didn't fix the root problem, which was the air pollution. We did not fix the root problem. Um, Has he tried not being based out of a city? Has he tried maybe going and doing red tornadoing in the woods somewhere? Yeah. A little mountain town, perhaps. Um... (laughs) <laughs> he um starts like malfunctioning like kind of like acting like 
more and more like a robot and less like a person. Oh, no. Um, I know, it's sad. <laughs> um, but they they manage to stop it, and he starts, like, kind of slowly getting back to normal. Um, helped. One of the more helpful things that's happened is he, um... He's he's spending a lot of time in the um the JLA headquarters by himself, just kind of, you know, trying to like figure out who he is and like you know, I like robot meditate. Um and <laughs> these he's doing this um at the start of when uh Young Justice is formed when uh, Tim, Bart, and Khan go sneak into the Justice League headquarters to have a sleepover um, and uh, don't realize Red Tornado is there. And then uh, Red Tornado is like, oh, hey guys, actually, I just realized uh, I am still in touch with my humanity because I am feeling an emotion right now. And the emotion is annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> just oh thank you children for annoying me so much that i remembered emotions thank you for being just so thank so annoying you for being the worst god i love them um they've done it again everybody my beautiful voice um that is i he's not he um ends up uh helping out and like kind of advising young justice uh much like he does in the young justice cartoon which we love to see um at some point during this i don't know if it was like a crisis like retcon or it happened like before or after this his like uh, relationship with, uh, Kathy and Treya had kind of deteriorated, and he starts, like, uh, trying to reconcile with them. Um, he, uh, briefly, like, is denied, like, parental rights to Treya, because, uh, a court is like, well, you're a robot, so you don't count <laughs> as her parent, but, uh, oh. I know, it's very sad. He, um, is able to, <laughs> the government comes to him for help with superhero problem, and he's like, hmm, okay, but you have to, uh, grant me legal rights as my daughter's father, and they're like, okay, sure. And then later he's like, I still would have helped them, but I was not going to turn down the opportunity. <laughs> It's like, yeah, good for you, buddy. Android writes. Um, he, uh, I think during, um, maybe Infinite Crisis, um, they introduce a bunch of other, uh, robots that Tio Moro, uh, started building after <laughs> Red Tornado decided to go and be a superhero. And he was like, all right, these ones will help me with crimes. And he builds, like, a red inferno and a red torpedo. And I think there's another one. Maybe red volcano? But inferno and volcano sound like they would kind of cover the same I know there's stuff. definitely a red volcano. Okay. <laughs> um, There's a bunch of other androids who, at, like, various points he ends up fighting and reconciling with. His, his android siblings. Um, during, like, 52, he, like, ends up getting, like, basically disassembled and, uh, a bunch of different people kind of recover different parts of him. Um, they, uh, and then somehow he comes back as a, uh, human person. Um, like, the air elemental that he is, um, like, is able to, like, take over a human body, um, for, and it's a whole weird th it's like, he comes back in a human body, and then Solomon Grundy is, like, working with Professor Ivo or something, and is like, 
this was actually a scheme to, like, put you in a human body where you'd be less powerful. Um. <laughs> this is very Swamp Thing, like, oh. <laughs> like, yeah, thanks. Oh, no, you did this for bad reasons. <laughs> oh, no, it's for bad reasons. I probably have to go back to the way that I was before, even though I did kind of want to be in a human body for a bit so that I could, you know, have a nice time with my family. <laughs> yep, that's basically exactly what happened. Um, He goes back to his robot body. There's, like, another brief thing where it's, like, he starts acting like more like a robot again, and then he starts acting more like himself again. He uh, ultimately ends up deciding to, uh, in his robot body still, deciding to uh, retire from superheroing for a little bit and be with his family. Um, he had like a solo mini series in uh, like the late. 2000s um that was i think mostly dealt with kind of the uh the red volcano red torpedo all of those guys and his relationship to them and also his relationship to his family um but it uh doesn't really matter because like pretty shortly after that uh Blackest Night happens, and then Flashpoint happens, and then, uh, everything gets rebooted. Um, during Blackest Night, I think, is when, uh, our friend Cyborg helps to, like, build him a new, more powerful body, where he has, like, kind of, you know, shape-shifting abilities, as well as, um, other, other stuff. Um, in New 52, he does not show up um he is there's like a cameo it's like there's like i think a, a cameo where it's like you see tio morrow like building him but he doesn't actually uh show up uh and then in rebirth he's been in like some of the bigger crossovers um the the metal and death metal i i mean i know that he was in and i think some other events but i don't think he's played like a super big role in anything and i don't i don't know if he's on any of like the justice league teams i don't think he is um but i would i would like him to be because i love robots <laughs> is is this true is 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 it true that you love robots? I've never I mean, heard of this before. L listen, I know I keep it um pretty uh pretty close to the chest. My deep dark secret that <laughs> I uh love to see robots. Um and I love when they do stuff. Um he is as mentioned, he's a, a recurring character in the Young Justice show. Um, and apparently some sort of iteration of him is in, uh, Supergirl. Uh, I think he might be... I saw a picture of him, of the iteration of him in Supergirl, and it looks bad. Uh-oh. <laughs> it Hold does on. look I'm bad, I'm it now, unfortunately. It just, it suffers, oh. it suffers from, um... It suffers from we gotta make TV look realistic. Oh boy. I think, oh boy, no, I don't like it. I think they would have been better off if they'd just gone if with he the had classics. Looked goofy. It's like either, like, make it look, it, it's like, honestly, at this point, just go with the old CW classic of it just looks like a guy. Like, I know it just why looks like a guy that. who is painted red with like some gold yeah. accents. It does not. It look looks good. But also he still has like human eyes. <laughs> yeah, like it it looks it, it's, like his it, his human <laughs> face is so visible. <laughs> it's so 
weird I, like to at that, me. Like, put a mask on. I'm, right? Like, put, like, I'm an gonna Iron send Man, you the like, specific screenshot on. that I'm looking at, because it is just so funny to me. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> it's just a guy in full armor who painted his face, like, brick red. Oh, it doesn't look good, It looks Supergirl, like he's wearing no. football armor. That's been like poorly paint, like poorly spray painted. I, and then just like the fully human face and the fully human ears. I. Oh my god, the it's, ears! It's a, it's a choice. Why? Why did they do him like this? <laughs> oh, golly! Oofa doofa. Um. Uh. Anyways, I think that's all I had to say about Red Tornado. I'm sorry that Supergirl did him like that. Um, did you have, uh, anything else? Um, I didn't read any traditional comics. I did read a webcomic. Um. Hell yeah. Cause, <laughs> although, I will preface this with, these are, <laughs> these comics are hornier than I thought they were. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a dilemma I've encountered many times. Um, I mean, look, sometimes they say 18 plus and they don't deserve this rating. But sometimes they say 18 plus and you're like, yeah, no, I understand why this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I started reading uh, The Hunt by um, Elucid. And Ooh, yes. it's it's about two friends who, like, they were friends in middle school, and then one of them went to study abroad in Romania, and then they came back, like, senior year of high school, and one of them is like, alright, um, I'm trying to get into this ghost hunting club, so I'm gonna get my old middle school friend to go ghost hunting with me, and the middle school friend is very skeptic, but also a werewolf. And then it's like, <laughs> and then like obviously they're horny for each other. Um, yes, of course, of course, of course. And then I caught up on that, and I was like, I really do like this art style. And they kind of like teased. Like, in, like, the comments under each update, like, they were talking about their other comic. Let me see what their other comic is. And it's... They have a completed comic called, um, Aviale. I th think it might be pronounced. It's mm -hmm. A-V-I-A-L-A-E. Um, because birds. But it's about a boy who starts growing wings and his next door neighbor who finds out that he is growing wings and then they share this secret and then like obviously they fall in love of course <laughs> um it's it's good i really enjoyed it it is very explicitly horny though so if you're not into that or you are under eight, the age of 18 do not look it up <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm looking forward to the hunt updating at some point because I do like uh ghost hunting kid trying to figure out why his friend who he now is like, oh shoot, I'm attracted to him, why he can, you know, do supernatural things. That is very fun. That is a very fun concept. Mm-hmm. Anyway, those those were the comics I've read. Nice. D did you read any comics? I did, um, I read some comics. Um, the, um, I read the next issue of Chip Zdarsky's, uh, Batman, which, um, features, uh, Several more uh, Bat Family member appearances. Uh, Dick does a cool motorcycle stunt, which um, just anytime any writer has Dick show up in a dramatic moment and do something cool, I'm like, yes, this is what he deserves. <laughs> Thank you. you. You've got um, it. You've got it in one. You did it. Congratulations. Yes. 
Um, and it featured the reveal of a, uh, a very old, weird Batman concept that Grant Morrison, uh, revived during their Batman stuff in, like, the 2000s. Um, so I'm, uh, excited for that, Paul. Um, there is, um, there's a new arc in Detective Comics written by Ram V, um, that is cool. The art is cool. The vibes are cool. It's still very mysterious and I don't really know what's happening, but I did like to see it. It's called, like, Gotham Nocturne or some, is like the name of the arc, I think. It's just like very cool vibes. Um, the first print issue of Love Everlasting came out, uh, which I did buy, even though you just read it online, because I do like reading things in print. Um, and I do like the concept of it. I think, I think the, the, the mystery kind of meta weirdness is handed in a cool way. Um, I think it's fun. Um, and also I, Finally got the, um, oh, I read Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths. I still don't know what's, I caught up on that and I was like, oh no, now there's way too much stuff happening that I don't understand what it is. Um, now that it's Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths. Um, and also the, um, maybe infamous issue of the, the, Young Justice Dark Crisis miniseries with a homophobic Batman. Um, the homophobic Batman thing is, like, very weird because it's, like, it's obviously... So, Tim and Barton Khan got sent to an alternate universe, and it's, like, sort of, like, supposed to be them when they were, like, starting out as Young Justice, but also stuff is, like, uh you know, kind of, like, weird and off and different, um, and, uh, one of the things that happens is, um, Tim talks about, uh, dating Bernard, and Batman makes a comment about how it's just a phase, um, and, like, how he'll go back to dating (laughs) Steph because she's, like, quote-unquote his destiny and it's supposed to be like yeah gross it's supposed to be like tim like hmm something's not right i think i think i think we're not supposed to be here something's wrong about this universe so funny that it's like everything's fine wait why is bruce being homophobic at me why is bruce being homophobic (laughs) it's like it's also funny because it's like it's not homophobic in a way that like bruce would ever even like what version of Bruce would possibly refer to Tim as having a romantic destiny with Steph? Like, I think, like, the the worst case scenario, like, the imaginary homophobic Bruce would be, like, this is a phase, you shouldn't be dating people, you need to focus on fighting crime. You, like, right? What? Like, why? Like, no, they, that would have been too realistic. Yeah. Like, Bruce sitting, Bruce sitting Tim down and being like, look, romance just isn't for us. This, like, you will grow up, you will learn that we just can't do this. This is not a thing that we can do. Your destiny is to fight crime until you are an old, old man. And then you will teach children to fight crime. And then you will die. Like this is this is this is what we are all going to do, Timothy. And Tim would be like, "Yeah, no, this tracks." Yeah, <laughs> but they had to make it so obvious. That <laughs> Tim would be so... like, "Okay, something is clearly not right here. Something is very bad." Um, <laughs> why <laughs> your romantic destiny is with Stephanie? <laughs> um. But, uh, it does also feature, uh, appropriately, uh, Red Tornado showing up, um, and him uh, teaming up with Cassie and Sissy to, uh, 
help track down the boys. Um, so it's, uh, do love to see that. And there's, there's still, there's some very fun moments with the boys, who I love. And I think they're all, like, I think in some ways it's trying to kind of, like, comment on, like, the early 2000s comics. Um, there's also, there's a very emo moment where they're talking about, they're like, okay, obviously something is wrong with this universe. I don't think we're supposed to be here. I think we need to leave. And Khan's like, well, but I didn't die here. And it's like, oh, baby boy. (laughs) That's it. Khan didn't die. And so Bruce is homophobic. Bruce is homophobic now. Bruce is like, I gotta stop this. He was homophobic all the way up until Khan died. And then he was like, oh, wait. Shit. Oh, damn. Gay rights. Damn. (laughs) Khan L died for our sake. Con out through the first brick at Stonewall. Um, <laughs> God. Um, anyways, that that's what I had in front of me to talk about. I may have read other stuff, but those are the comics that I put down and was like, remember you have these comics. Um, oh, also, I still have X of Swords kicking around here. I'm still... <laughs> it is hefty, and I'm still going through it like, hmm, no Doug. No mm. Doug. No Doug. There he is! <laughs> uh, so that's, uh, uh, there's other people I am excited to see besides Doug, but, uh, probably no one I am quite as excited to see right now. Um, anyways, I think, I think that's everything. Um, so, yes, uh, thank you, uh, for joining us today on Capes and Japes. If you want to keep up with us, see when we post new episodes, that kind of thing. You can find us online on Twitter, Tumblr, uh, Facebook, Instagram, just at Capes and Japes. Um, you can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Discord server that everyone is uh, welcome to be a part of uh, to talk about comics and also not about comics. Um, we have a Patreon. If you want to support us on there, you can get bonus content, uh, watch stuff with us, help us pick the things we talk about. Um, if you are not able to do that, but you do want to help out the show, um, if you want to leave a rating and review, that is very cool, and we will give you a shout-out if you do so. Um... If you uh, want to tell your friends about the show, if you think they would want to hear about it, um, and just if you want to come on back and join us, as you have done once again today. So thank you for being with us for this episode of Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always, I gotta go because I just got a notification that the new Mountain Goat CD was delivered to my mailbox. I gotta go right now immediately to my mailbox. Oh, go to your I didn't get mine yet. Go. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs)